What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Huh. y'all peace peace you are live right now on the air with mama dada from of mama dada astrology this is your week ahead right here on the my astrology coach radio network um on the ampu astrology channel on blog talk radio what's up peace y'all it was uh we were out last week. We missed y'all too. We got your messages. We missed y'all too. <laughs> I you you just don't think people notice, you know, when you're when you're gone, but then you, you have to remember when you have a, a a national platform like this that, you know, it's not necessarily just one person here and there listening. So I see y'all, I hear y'all, I see the messages, I appreciate y'all. Speaking of which, um K uh, I just do initials here on air. I don't want to put people out there like that. But if you're listening, you never know who's listening. I love y'all. I love the support. Um, but Kay, with the 252 area code, I'll be getting with you um, after the show. Y'all, y'all's requests for readings are are just humbling and overwhelming uh, in, in such a beautiful way because I really get to dig deeper and dig into these charts. That's what Mama Dot Astrology exists for. We want you to master your destiny, your destiny astrologically. We want you to know thyself astrologically, and just incorporate that and integrate that into the arsenal of everything else you're learning progressively about yourself in this incarnation. So we are here. Uh, let's see. We're out last week. We didn't get to. Uh, I didn't get to talk about Venus moving into Scorpio this week, the fourth. Um, I believe that's Friday that Venus is moving into Scorpio out of uh, out of Libra. So Venus and uh, Mars have been in Libra together for a little while here, and Venus is scooting on out the door to Scorpio, which is going to be something else, y'all. I don't want to get too far into the show without remembering, revering, honoring, reverencing our divine ancestors, our faith, all those in the line of great divine, for without them, we absolutely wouldn't be here. And also our big brother, Ampu, (laughs) who so graciously extends an opportunity each week for us to get together here and, you know, chat it up astro style, um, you know, just about some uh, really powerful spiritual truths that that uh, a lot of people moving so fast throughout uh, 
their busy lives tend to miss. But when you slow down and you ask the deep questions about the simplest things, you know, all these planetary energies correspond to colors and days of the week, just things in our everyday lives that people don't think twice about. But our astute listeners and um, followers are definitely aware. And I appreciate y'all, Kay, from the 252 LA. I got your message. LA, you, <laughs> you're the support is strong. I appreciate you. And it's my divine pleasure to continue to um, provide you with the most up to date astrological reports and information for your the mastering of your astrological destiny. So it's been a fun ride, y'all. We um, just mentioned a couple of shows ago that it's been six months already. <laughs> so we have come a long way in a very short amount of time. And I'm just thankful for another opportunity to get with you guys. So if you're online, want to call in, have a question, feel free. It is area code 818-369-0368. And, um, yeah, other than that, let's go on and jump in, y'all. I definitely, you know what, I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of our powerful, powerful MAC team members. <laughs> um, Keisha p- puts it down. She puts it down on the tarot, y'all. If y'all, I was a member of the Astro Network through my astrology coach dot com uh, for about a year, and they, I mean, I had heard about Keisha, and I knew she. I heard her on the radio, and I just felt like, you know, I'm good. I get my reports every month, you know. And that added element of the tarot reading on a monthly basis as well, just to check in. You can ask specific questions to her or just um, to get a general reading and just try her out and test her, you know, just ask her, you know, what do you see? (laughs) And put her on the spot. You won't be disappointed. It's well worth it. Uh, So I encourage y'all to uh, stop by the website, myastrologycoach.com, and see what you can see about a membership. It's it's a joy for me to um to settle my uh membership balance every month because it means that I get to stay connected to a powerful, powerful network of people who they they love what they do. That if you can't say that else, they're not in it for <laughs> the glitz and the glamour. They they ha it's a mandate and a call that they must do what they're doing and so you know it's real and genuine. Keisha on the tarot, y'all, Brother Ampu, just is ridiculous. Minister Jew with the, the Imagination Guru, theimaginationguru.com. You've got to look into it and just, the the um, like I said, for, for our listeners, I know y'all are interested in how your brain works, how your imagination works, and not just on the level of, oh, isn't that a nice thing? It reminds me of some childhood fantasy but really the science of it that allows you to uh, dominate your world and master your destiny using your imagination. So y'all check out Minister Do as well. And I'm going to go ahead and with that, um, we're, the moon has just moved into Virgo, to this rising, y'all, at uh, 4 in the morning here, Central Standard Time. And so... You know, every week I give y'all what's, you know, how to maneuver with the where the moon is the best way. And, of course, I, I really I, I made it a point not to be going back. <laughs> if we miss something, we just keep it pushing, and, and that just keeps the flow up. 
But since, uh, you know, we're on the air today, why not a little chit-chat about what the uh, climate is astrologically right now? Oh, the moon was in precious Leo just yesterday and for a couple of days. I look, I'm a fire, I, my son is in a fire sign, so things you'll begin to notice as you're mastering, mastering your destiny astrologically, um, keeping up with where the moon is at any uh, on any given day, is what that particular sign's relationship is to your sun sign or your rising sign. I tend to pay, of course, like most people do, a little bit more attention to the sun sign because it's easier. I've known about that sign longer, so... I tend to study it more. But I've noticed being a sun sign, having a sun sign in a, in a fire sign, that when the the moon is in other fire signs like Leo, like Aries, like Sagittarius, that I'm almost as energized because it's a trine, 120 degrees, an easy flow of energy between all signs of the same um, elements, all earth signs, all air signs, all water signs trine each other. So that's an easy flow of energy that when the sun shines in the light on Leo, the Aries and Sag would get a, 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 an easy uh, access to that same beneficent energy due to that easy flow that exists between them at the time of the trine or at the time that the angles between them are exactly 120 degrees, okay? So that was that. And after Leo, Leo is the fifth sign. Virgo is the sixth sign. The moon is in Virgo today, you guys. Virgo is a mutable sign. Mutable just means adaptable. It means flexible. Uh, adjustment. Adjusting. Um, self-improvement could be associated with Virgo. Um, uh, it's definitely detail-oriented, and it's ruled, Virgo is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is the, the planet ruling all things mental and, and communications and travel, traveling in your mind as well as um, physical travel um, outside of your mind. And so what, what's so cool about it, though, is while the moon is in Virgo, it's almost like it's e- these kinds of activities and these mental processes, we have easier access. Tend to. Tend to. Everybody's different. Everybody's astrology is different. The moon in Virgo is hitting different people's charts in different ways. So don't mistake me. I- I'm never making a blanket statement ever <laughs> when we're discussing astrology because depending on your particular natal chart and where how your planets line up, um, it may... Uh, affect you differently, and y'all will see that y'all have. If you've followed me at all, you know that to be true, and and you'll know it again today when I'm doing horoscopes for some of these different transits. Uh, that it's definitely not affecting everybody the same way. Good, bad, and different. So, uh, yeah, with with the uh, Virgo moon, you'll notice here today, tomorrow, 
man, it's almost like you can click out and just get stuff done. It's beautiful, actually. I've been enjoying it today so far. Like that mental assistance in just getting it done. It's not even a matter of necessarily marking things off your list with pen and paper because it even even mentally it's just it's getting done uh, things that maybe be uh, that are considered bigger tasks and that are time consuming and require concentration those are going to catch it even even if you've let some stuff pile up you you're gonna be good these next couple of days just unless you have some other mitigating factors going on in your chart if you don't find that you're able to maneuver a bit more fluidly um, and, you know, flexibly, adaptably, we just got there talking about some of the um, the uh, characteristics of this, then definitely hit up your friendly astrologer <laughs> and, and, get, and you can get to the bottom of some of the underlying causes of it and see how you can b- better maneuver through the energy. Not only this time, the moon's going to be in Virgo <laughs> again next month, and then the sun's going to be in Virgo at some point. Jupiter's in Virgo right now might want to figure out the Virgo energy if you're having some issues with it because the planet of luck, abundance, growth, uh, you know, so many other beautiful things, long-distance travel uh, um, is is governed and, and, and residing in Virgo right now. So if you are if you can't figure Virgo out right now, you might can't expand. You might can't grow. You might can't advance. So let's let's work it out. Let's figure it out. Hit me up personally. Uh, you can get me through my astrology coach at Adrian at myastrologycoach.com, or you can get me through the Mama Dada Astrology sites. I'm on Facebook through Mama Dada Astrology, Twitter at Mama Dada Astro, Instagram, <laughs> Mama Dada Astrology, and I believe that is it for now. <laughs> so, yeah, hit us up. Hit up your friendly astrologer and just, Work it, work it out. You don't want to miss out on expansion because uh, your mental is not right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this should be easy, slow to just get some stuff done. Uh, conversations, analysis, very analytical energy. Virgo is kind of uh, potentially critical in thought finding because it's so able to narrow in on the details. Um, but it tends to be a more practical uh, energy, and so you'll find that, like I said, if you that it's almost synergistic and, and effortless that your mind is breaking it down into more uh, chewable parts, and you're able to just get through it faster and you don't even, uh, more easily, and you don't even realize why. Uh, let's see, health health is associated with Virgo, so. Um, Check out your daily routine, anything that you do on a day-to-day basis and see how little refinements to um, your lifestyle, uh, diet, exercise, um, what little adjustments you can make. There's there's that word again, y'all, adjustments, flexibility, adaptability, adjustments you can make um, to where you're feeling op- at your optimal best, okay? Some of the definite power activities Activities to do when the moon is in Virgo. Uh, you know, fasting is a good idea. Definitely drink you a lot of water, stretch, uh, volunteer, walk, jog, 
um, add some little finishing touches, you know, the little accoutrements, the little details to something. This is a good time to do something like that if you've been working on something. Write, edit, uh, give and take constructive criticism, detox your home, your workspace, your body, uh, encourage a loved one, you know, to keep trying, to keep going, bringing order to chaos, use discernment, you know, critical discernment, and refining your routine, okay? That's it for this week that we're in right now, y'all. I'm not going to go over any other of those details. We are going to, oh, uh, the Venus and Scorpio. I was I got to talking about it and didn't even glance at my notes about it. What's the point in giving all these, getting all this power-packed information together for you guys? I just don't want to miss anything. Venus and Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, y'all. So when Venus is in Scorpio, love. The Venus is the planet of love and money, right, and values. Y'all remember that? So coming out of Libra where it's been balanced and it's been diplomatic, our, our love and money is, you know, it's been more a little bit more harmonious, hopefully, for most of us, um, a little easier, a little lighter, Um it's about to get deep, y'all. <laughs> We're about to go deep. <laughs> um, I actually have this uh, placement, so it doesn't seem so scary to me. Uh, I think the the um, I think the the general consensus regarding the Scorpionic energy is, you know, kind of something to fear, or but it, it it's just Scorpio isn't afraid, and that's why it's so interesting and intriguing. And so for for your love and your money and what you value to be uh, uh, represented in the area of faith uh, that is not afraid, you know, you got to admit, as scary as it sounds, it sounds really exciting too. (laughs) So let's dig in a little bit before we move on. Uh, intimacy, that's a plutonic, scorpionic keyword. Intimacy, deepness. Um, when Venus is in Scorpio, we're going to really value the intimacy of close friends over, like, being in a room full of people at a party. When Venus is in Scorpio, the, the, it, it, we want that tightness, that closeness, that bond, bonding. And so um, soulful sharing is definitely on the menu with friends and lovers, okay? Uh, There's definitely this seduction element to it. That's the sexual aspect of it. When you look at the planet Mars and say, oh, Mars is aggression, you know, Mars is drive, Mars is sex, our basic sexual nature. Well, then you got the nerve to tell me Pluto, which rules Scorpio, is the higher octave of Mars. So that's, you know, this deeper sexuality, okay, this transformative sexuality, this this deeply penetrating sexuality, okay? Let me keep going so I can give y'all a more clear picture. Um, yeah, like I said, it can be like an intimidating energy at the, at the outset. Um, because it, it, it's not really fearing these dark and deeper truths that exist beneath the surface. That's the area. That's the underworld. 
where Pluto is at and rules, okay? And so uh, beyond the casual, uh, we're being taken into encounters of bare naked honesty, okay? Uh, if you've ever met a Venus Scorpio person, you would they wouldn't know to tell you if they a Venus is in Scorpio. I know mine is, but I don't. That's not a tend to be a topic of conversation, uh, unless I'm chatting with my astro beloved, either just within the community or people who are interested and you know um, like to learn. I, I I tend to attract the nerdy types around me, so it's cool. Um, but, yeah, if you know that your particular natal Venus is in the area of Scorpio, it will resonate with you that you may tend to keep a more intimate circle of confidants who have won your trust as opposed to, you know, someone who hangs out mostly with associates. A lot of people um, have that more like that kind of a social life. But somebody with a Venus in Scorpio, their social life definitely just looks more intimate with close people, uh, a few close people. Um, if Venus in Scorpio was a love scene, it would be one where there's less chatter and talk, but where the eyes and the moves do all the talking. So that that's the depth and the intimacy and the closeness that we're talking about, that they, y'all, so the love is so deep and so close that words need not be said because it's all understood. So Venus and Scorpio, Scorpio's a fixed sign, okay? So with Venus there and that fixed energy, uh, anything that started and initiated uh, in the areas of love and money are going to uh, especially in in such um it, the scorpionic plutonic energy is like it can be obsessive on the extreme end okay so think about that think about um that kind of energy where jealousy and possessiveness and obsessiveness find their home so with venus there in that fixed energy positively the energy is good for seeing something through to the end okay be it regarding your relationships or that money, this is a good energy to see it through to the end. Um, the the it, there's a boldness about it, okay, because it ain't never scared. And um, uh, feelings that have been held back. Um, this is gonna be a time where spontaneous shows of affection or big revelations um, can be made or done, and it, it'll be it's a good environment for that. Um, this this particular Venus this desires the union of souls, okay, in friendship and in love. Um, that that drive to experience catharsis is just a really big motivating factor, just the, the oneness of it all. So super anything superficial won't do. Probably not going to be a whole lot of one-night stands while Venus is in Scorpio. Mm-mm. Because it's too, it's too deep. <laughs> You're not going to be able to just do it one time. So, <laughs> uh, what, what we will notice, though, is that life is good when we live out what's true deep down, okay? So, um, it's, 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 it's real sexy, y'all. It really is. Because it's this, this idea of kind of, 
delivering the poison and the antidote all at the same time. You're going so deep, so deep. It, it rules all things psychological, okay? Um, uh, so you, you you can go so deep uh, and cut and gut and get to the bottom of and where it can be mucky and miry and ugly, but there's also healing there. Pluto and Scorpio and eighth house energy rules all things transformational as it relates to healing, okay? And so, um, and today's a good day to think about healing because the moon being in Virgo, Virgo is also related to particular aspects of healing, just FYI. So, um, Scorpio is alluring. I said it's sexy, but my, I put in my notes, it's alluring. And and um, Pluto, Scorpio also rules death, death and rebirth, okay? Um, so but the allure of it kind of suggests that death is not necessarily a cruel end, but a passage into another cycle, okay? Um, definitely while Venus is in Scorpio, make time for intimacy, It'll be it'll you'll be rewarded, okay? With this energy right here, you're gonna be rewarded for making time uh, for intimacy, uh, truth telling. The atmosphere for truth telling is fostered under this influence. So if it's if it's something you've been needing to say to someone, this actually is a, a, a an energy that supports that, okay? Um, a lot of times when what's buried comes to the surface, some friendships and relationships don't survive it, okay? While others, and this is where you, you would definitely want your relationship to be, others are transformed. The transformative powers of Pluto and Scorpio um, transforms when the shadow is purged, and in that it feels more real. And who doesn't want something real, okay? So y'all enjoy Venus in Scorpio until December the 30th, okay? Um, <laughs> I did put some little Venus in Scorpio themes so y'all could, like, recognize the energy. I guess I'll go ahead and go through it. I can already tell y'all we 30 minutes in, and I hadn't even started on the week ahead. Y'all, the astrology lately has just been so, it's not even lately. It just stays packed, always something going on. Uranus is about to station direct on the 25th. We got the winter solstice coming up on the 22nd, y'all. We got the new moon on the, it's just always something going on. So I, I told y'all two weeks ago on the last broadcast we did, I'm not going to keep trying to make sure I cover every single point. I'm going to hit these highlights. I'm going to give y'all some of these good horoscopes to, you know, get your help, get your mind right about these energies relating to your sun and rising sign. And and we just don't let that be that. We're going to make sure that we remain thankful for every divine opportunity to get together and just hope that we get to come back. But um, we can't be stressed out, y'all. It's, it's so many people talking about astrology. I'm so thankful that y'all come listen to me. <laughs> I, you know, just give my version and interpretation of things. But um, it's a science, and it's, 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 
precise mathematics when you're dealing with astrology. So it's my divine pleasure to help y'all calculate the numbers and stuff and your alignments and your uh, planetary positions and your aspects. <laughs> it's fun to me. I just love it. So it's, it's I enjoy helping y'all. I enjoy helping myself. But some of these Venus and Scorpio things with this beautiful tool of astrology, um, erotic poetry or images. Okay, Venus is the art aspect of it. And then Scorpio, of course, is the eroticism. So erotic poetry or images is going to be a thematic of this particular season of Venus and Scorpio until December 30th. Um, an insincere relationship habit that you have, like people-pleasing. You know, something official and, and, and real surfacey. Uh, uh, the end of that is what is signified by this particular time. Um, any drama going on, um, tracking that down to its psychic roots and releasing it during this time. Uh, adding dimension to your art, like the shadow side. Uh, maybe if you tend towards a particular style of art, like always writing love songs or always, you know, the birds and the sunshine, you know, maybe you'll do a graveyard setting or just the, this, this, um, you're going to want to go deeper. Uh, breaking up and making up is the theme of this time period, but definitely breaking up and making up with these really dramatic, deep plot twists to it. So that that's more what it would look like during this particular time. Um, maybe even exploring different mediums when you're talking about art. Exploring different mediums as an outlet for shadow or dark emotions. So it may be, you know, literally painting, it could be music, um, even poetry, but getting these um, deeper emotions out by way of using any type of art form. Uh, surrendering. Surrendering. Pluto and Scorpio is like death. It's death in rebirth. The end is, it's the, y'all know, I think I say it every show, it's the, Butter, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, okay? It's these deep transformations of, of this death. You're no longer ever going to be a caterpillar again. You're, you're a butterfly to the day you fly on the side of here for the final time. So um, experiencing that level of death and surrender as it relates to surrender in the context of relationships could also be going on. Uh, you could do like a ritual or something to mark the end or the beginning of of a relationship, a love relationship. Uh, get together with friends, maybe that uh, you went through, you had some really deep experiences with, is a theme, a possible theme of this particular time. Um, anything purge, anything relating to purging, okay, that's a, that's definitely eighth house, purging or shedding of an old skin or, you know, shedding of that um, uh, caterpillar, you know, cocoon or whatever, that all of that, anything related to that, anything kind of like that is, if you come across these scenarios and, and situations in your life, these are these themes playing out 
whether you are consciously aware of it or not. Anything considered taboo or dark or mystery, like telling ghosts, uh, enjoying telling one or listening to a ghost tale or a detective story or a mystery, anything in in that realm or area is consistent with that. And like detoxing, like with the purging and everything, detoxing, sweating everything out, just for anything deep coming from coming from the inside out or from the depths to the surface. Those are all in line with that. And with that, we are gonna keep it moving, y'all. Um, next week we start December the sixth, Sunday, with the moon being in Libra. Okay, so shout out I love all my Sagis. I love all the signs. You know what I mean? Just the more I study it, I just love all the signs, a little bit more all the time. But uh, I have some special Sagis in my life who's um, starting today. Like, Sag season is lit up around me, so <laughs> but, uh, even starting today. But the in our week ahead from the 6th to the 12th, I just want to give a special shout out to um, a beautiful sister friend of mine who actually sets off the week (laughs) on the 6th. So um, the moon is in Libra when we come into the week. We don't come into the week with a void moon where where it's not favorable to do anything. We come into the week with the moon in social Libra, okay, when we want to pair up and bounce ideas off each other in one-to-one situations as opposed to one yourself in a group Um, or just by yourself. This is one-to-one is the most favorable under a Libra moon, those interactions. Uh, We can more easily see other people's point of view um, out on Sunday, really all day, because the moon doesn't go void until 8.03 p.m., Central Standard Time on Sunday, so you pretty much have all day to enjoy, you know, easy breezy togetherness and entertaining, relaxing, leisure gatherings, um, especially if you got the nerve to get together uh, under an atmosphere that's aesthetically pleasing, because Libra, which is Venus rule, we just got through talking about uh, Venus going into Scorpio. And so that very same Venus, which by, of course, next Sunday, uh, Venus will still be, um, it's just getting in there on this Friday. So it'll be there till the end of the month. And that same Venus is obviously ruling that Libra energy that we're entering into, okay? So, um, yeah, if if our, our aesthetic if if our environment is aesthetically pleasing all the more, and I mean the word sublime, you know, it was being used to describe it. I love words like that, sublime and blissful and all that stuff, because it just takes good and it takes it up like 85 million notches. So enjoy that in being in beautiful environments. That's that Venus, um, making everything be- more beautiful. Uh, mutual devotion is the mood. We tend to want to draw out the best in other people under this energy and influence. We enjoy conversation. We even enjoy arguing. 
to prove a point <laughs> when the moon is in Libra because it's not about winning. It's about balancing. So if the energy is just a little too agreeable, somebody might, under a Libra moon, state something, even play devil's advocate just to balance the energy out. And and when you can see it for what it is, it's actually beautiful, of course, with it. It's Venus ruled so energy so. Um, uh, an idea may come up that, that may be brought up within you personally, may be brought up um, in context of a conversation with somebody else that brings a balance, that's the very same balance and harmony to a situation or it has the potential to under this influence, okay? Um, while the moon is in Libra, those uh, it's actually this real quick, y'all. I got it pulled up. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, it's only in Libra for one day because it goes into Scorpio the very next day on the seventh. But um, it, <laughs> let me see. It got in there on. It's going in there this Friday. So it's not like that's the only day. That's just the only day next week that the moon's in Libra. But Friday and Saturday, rounding out this week, on the fourth end of the day, Venus goes into Scorpio, and the next day, um, you, so you got three strong days of this energy. Powerful days for speeches, offering your big idea, and it's definitely, absolutely a primary, if you got anything going on relationally, this is the moon to make it right, <laughs> to make amends or at least to compromise. Try Definitely the energy is there to find some middle ground if you actually want to, okay, FYI. So then you got Sunday night, 8.03 p.m., the moon goes void. Don't start anything new Sunday night. <laughs> Finish up the old stuff. Uh, look for stuff you can't find. That's a good uh, energy to avoid moon. It's a good energy to do that under. Get together with people you already know, you know, start to start to your week off right um, with with the uh, Sunday night, just, you know, chilling. And I don't mean not doing anything. I mean not initiating necessarily anything, that you, anything that you want to last, anything that you want to have an actual outcome at all <laughs> of any significance or favorability, don't. Started until the moon actually entered Scorpio the very next rising, Monday rising. Monday the 7th at 5.26 a.m., the moon enters Scorpio, okay? So the moon had been in Libra. Well, we're balancing and relationships are all on point, beautiful surroundings. And then the depth. Y'all know about the depth and the darkness we just got through talking about, um, Scorpio because Venus is there, but well, guess what? Shortly uh, uh, after, well, it goes in here Friday, next Monday rising, the moon goes there, okay? So the moon, we're going to have a moon-Venus conjunction next week, too. I bet y'all feel it. <laughs> um, Scorpio is, I, I just got through saying a whole bunch of stuff about Scorpio, alluring, you know, um, sultry, Secretive, mysterious, excavating the soul, you know, digging deep in the soul and digging in, in, and in the imagination. Uh, 
going deep into whatever creative work we're doing, okay? Our psychic radar is stronger. We, we're more... Hmm, I wonder... I, I'm just struggling over when you're real nerdy like me. <laughs> you always want to get the right word, and it's a word I'm thinking of, but the psychic radar is definitely stronger and the eyes to see what's really going on. I wanted to say perceptible, and that kind of fits that. Eyes to see what's really going on. The the penetrating eyes, since we're looking deep, okay, um, there's more than what meets the eye. We know that instinctively while the moon's in Scorpio. And we're being put in touch with these driving forces within ourselves and and the driving forces of the people that we engage with. I'm talking motivations, intentions, psychological, just stuff you're not going to necessarily pick up on if you're just surface level with it, okay? Um, We don't want any small talk (laughs) when the moon's in Scorpio. Monday rising, if you go into the office, <laughs> you ain't gonna be for that beer. You're gonna be trying to get get it done. Uh we crave deep conversations that unravel a dilemma or solve a psychological puzzle. So <laughs> it, p- people may not necessarily be trying to sound deep in the early parts of next week, but it's just gonna be a time where that's what's gonna be most emotionally satisfying, okay? So people aren't gonna necessarily be scared to to dig a bit, be it into their um, stuff or your stuff. <laughs> uh, so getting to the root causes of any current suffering is gonna be accessible to us under this influence um, here next week, and we're definitely uh, gonna be willing to go into this more dangerous psychic territory. Why? Because we know that's the only way to fully and completely heal. We got to get it all. We got to go gut level with it, okay? Uh, We're kind of even fascinated with the darker side of life and ourselves. Anything taboo, secret, mysterious, it's going to satisfy us emotionally, y'all. It's going to make us feel most comfortable in these um, few days. The moon's going to be in Scorpio 7th and 8th. Okay, Monday and Tuesday. Um, so anything like if there's a door, if there's a door marked "Enter at your own risk" next Monday or Tuesday, we'll walk straight through it. We ain't gonna never be scared, and we're gonna be like, we want to see what we not what's so risky, because <laughs> it'll 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 comfort us and satisfy us to do so. Okay. Um. It's funny, my mind just, uh, you know, some people say, well, you know, that's that's not my nature and that's not what I would typically do. And I was acting out of character. The reality is, is that we are all of these 12 archetypes, for, for lack of a better word per se. We're all 12 of these energies. All 12 of these energies are in every single one of our charts. Okay, so once about once a month, and depending on your sun sign, good, long, hard, and big, maybe even once a year, <laughs> you real Scorpio. <laughs> so whether you, you know, are normally very Scorpio-like or not, we all have access to these energies 
um, just just being here, okay? Uh, more consciously and aware, tap into them. The more we un- the more we understand them, understand them, okay? Um, whatever's been coiled up within us and intense, uh, we're gonna encounter it. It's, uh, we're gonna come face to face, like with fears and stuff. Uh, we're being transformed under this influence, okay? So some of the transformative activities we can engage in uh, under this influence that it will be favorable for us to do so is to, like, keep a secret or tell a secret (laughs) to a trusted friend or, like, your healer, you know, something dealing with secrets. Uh, A major purge of your, maybe your, your closet. It'd be a good day to clean out the closet Monday or Tuesday or your purse, okay, or really do a deep cleaning on your home office or your office, okay. Uh, Plan for a night of sexual healing. It could be on these nights, but if not, if if that's not feasible, plan for it. Be good energy to plan for it under while while it satisfies you emotionally to think about it or talk about it or be about it. Uh, uh, detoxing of some sort, actually doing a detox or a cleanse or getting like a colonic treatment is, is favorable under this influence. Um, go scuba diving. Yep, because you're going deep. That's a favorable thing to do while the moon's in um, Scorpio. Uh, pay, uh, handle your recycling, if that's your day. That's favorable. You know, just... These are things we don't think about that are related to this energy. I'm just letting you know. This is a messenger. Um, a shamanic journey. Go on a shamanic journey. That's deep, right? Weed the garden. Pull up those weeds. Uh, get a deep tissue, deep tissue massage. Or be a vulnerable, uh, emotionally honest with a friend. Okay? Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so... Uh, every aspect I'm going to tell y'all about, we're moving into some other um, territory right now. Every aspect I'm going to tell y'all about today is related to this new moon. Don't sleep on the new moon in Sag, y'all. It's coming up on the 11th. We're going to get to it. I'll make sure I get to it because it's good. Okay, Sagittarius, think about it. New moon in Sagittarius. Let's take this slow. Because, you know, Sag can get a bit expansive and miss all, miss the details and stuff. We're going to slow it down a bit to talk about Sag's new moon. Because you don't want to miss it. We got December the 11th, next Friday. The new moon is exact at 429 a.m. The moon will be in Sag. The sun is in Sag. They are lined up conjunct in Sagittarius. The, when the moon is new, y'all know that's when it's opposite of full, so you can't see it from, you know, your perspective of of the reality. And um, so it looks black or, you know, it's blacked out or it's new. It, it You can't see the white part. <laughs> Just trying to make it plain, y'all. I don't know who listened. Might be a first-time listener. And so it, it's almost like the possibilities are limitless at this point because as the moon begins to wax full again, a little bit every day, see a little bit more of that white part, a little bit more of that white part until it's 
look, first quarter moon, and it looks like half of a moon. That's first quarter right there. And it's just growing a little bit more, a little bit more every day. Well, it all started from this new moon. The moon is so beautiful, y'all. It's, it's associated with so many things. And, and I mean, a, a woman's cycle is just, you know, really the tip of the iceberg. It's significant. It's undeniably significantly associated with women's cycles. Um, but it's inextricably linked to to so many other things that we don't necessarily think about consciously on a regular basis. Of course, some of the things you probably heard over and over again, like the moon is the closest connection and association with the tides of the ocean, okay? And um, with even people's behavior, Luna, Luna Moon, Luna Tick, Luna Sea, okay? These are... um, uh, even the word light, okay, so with the moon being new, the possibilities are limitless. And if you've been needing a, a, a Uranus is associated with this new moon too, so I feel very comfortable saying <laughs> that if you're needing a breakthrough, if you're needing to break through, especially surrounding these Sagittarius things, I, I slowed it down so we could break it down. Sagittarius is probably the most positive sign you're going to come up against, okay? Uh, bring bring something negative to a Sagittarius <laughs> and see how fast they transmute that into this positive energy, okay? I'm not saying a Sagittarius can't be negative. What I'm saying is that the overall energy of Sagittarius is all is seeing the bigger picture. The very opposite of Gemini. Gemini rules the third house and it rules, you know, these uh primary mental faculties, elementary education, travel that that that's more short in distance mentally and otherwise. And so then that Sagittarius energy in the very opposite, directly across from ninth house is going to rule the very opposite, that that higher mind, that the longer distance journey and travel, um, the the more philosophical, spiritual, religious uh, mental processes and and um, just characteristics of ourselves, okay, and what we're interested in and, and attract and drawn to and exhibit and live out. So um, let's see here. I lost my place in my notes. So, yeah, Sag New Moon is a really positive influence of of energy. It definitely, of course, like any other moon phase, is going to deal with relationships because you're dealing with relational um, planetary bodies. we got the sun and the moon. That's mom and daddy pretty much. That's male, female, just like when you put Venus and Mars together, just like when you put, uh, I I would say Jupiter and Saturn, uh, but that's not really going to be like male, female. But it is another, you know, planetary pairing of sorts. And so um, it's definitely going to deal with relationships and adding a positive new element to that 
possibly exciting and original. Um, there's so many factors to this new moon, y'all. I better just get into it because we don't have what but an hour left. Let me see. I keep checking back in on the board. I see y'all in there, but nobody's raised their hands, so that's cool. Hopefully that means I'm easy to understand so far today and that if someone has questions about their um, specific astrology horoscope and chart, that y'all will contact me off the air through social media or through email, okay? Um, Sun sextile Mars is the next uh, aspect up for discussion. And I'll go ahead and talk about it before I talk about the new moon, although it's so closely linked to the new moon. We got the sun and the moon together in Sagittarius, and I'm telling you now that right before this new moon, that the sun, that same sun that's going to be conjunct the moon is going to be forming this favorable aspect to Mars. And that, I think, the last sun aspect before is the new moon. And so it's going to be, have that influence surrounding these the, this new moon time. You can expect whatever, you know, pivotal circumstance, event, or even something more within you. It tends, I have a feeling this one's going to play out more physically because Mars is involved. This Mars um, opposition to, to Uranus is going to make you move. I don't, this is a new moon where you're, it's so co-associated with your actions okay, that I better go ahead and start telling y'all about the, these energies. Okay, so while we're talking about actions, which is Mars, we're going to talk about this sun sextiling it here on Sunday, okay? 4.13 a.m. Central Standard Time, Sunday rising. Uh, Yeah. Sun at 13 degrees Sag is sextiling Mars at 13 degrees Libra, and it's urging us to take positive action, okay? Um, It gives us, this energy is going to give us a more harmonious and cooperative motivation. Ideal for um, for taking positive action because we're going to instinctively know what is best for us based on our strongest desires, Mars. That, that drive, that sexual energy, that um, passion and aggression uh, is going to be in a, just a very opportunistic, harmonious um, relationship to the sun in Sagittarius, which is obviously quite positive. <laughs> this, the sun being in Sag is just, it's a great placement. It's a good energy for the sun to be in. It can really shine and expand in Sag. Um, with the sun sextile Mars, we're going to really be able to more creatively solve problems, okay, as opposed to some unfavorable or more challenging Mars aspects uh, where a square or an opposition or something is involved, maybe possibly even in, in conjunct um, to a, a, a little lesser degree. Uh, you know, we're going to get to derive some positive uh, benefit from that that energy. Okay, trust your instincts a little more this week. 
okay, around the time of this new moon. But this influence, obviously, early, early Sunday rising at 4.13 in the morning, okay? Uh, we instinctively take action when it's necessary under this influence. And um, stress is kind of eased, actually, believe it or not, with this particular Mars uh, energy with the sextile to the sun. We feel more confident about our abilities and our judgment. It's not this erratic thing. It's 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 easier, and we're more able to assert ourselves. This aggressiveness, it's more of an assertiveness under this influence. So we're not really not rubbing people the wrong way. Okay, keep all these things in mind. I just set you up with one of the um, influential energies of this coming up week, okay? Next on the um, list is going to be on Sunday also, but in the afternoon, 2.52 p.m. Central Standard Time. This Mars square Pluto is really going to help us surrounding this new moon and Sag where we got to do something and, and, and add action to these new intentions on site, Okay? Especially, I'm going to tell you, y'all will see later that we got a void moon coming up short, shortly after the new moon. So it, it seems to be more quicker um, initiatory actions around this new moon. But the uh, Mars square Pluto is kind of speaking to putting an end to something like that, that finally being able to put an end to something. Or it could symbolize, like, this fear of taking action, okay? So let me break it down just a little bit more. Um, power struggles and confrontations is is part of this energy, but it's, it's surrounding, it's based on this intense desire to gain control. We want to gain control over something in our lives or, you know, even if it's over other people. But it definitely over situations in our lives, we want to gain control. We've had fear of taking action, or 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 be, uh, you know lingered in putting an end to something. Well, here comes Mars square Pluto Sunday afternoon, and Mars is usually early for y'all. Uh, that's a quote from Brother Ampu. <laughs> but I, in observing the energy, I I definitely tend to agree that Mars comes early in an energy like this, I would, I'd would i be looking out for pretty much all Sunday, an opportunity to put an end to something that, that, needs, that, that needs it and to something we've been fearful of taking action on. Go ahead and confront that thing, okay? Um, you may notice uh, a desire, a need, to climb the ladder and achieve more of a powerful position in your profession, this energy can play out in a lot of ways. It doesn't have to be like this bad thing. It it comes off in in the context of something like a new moon actually as a good thing, an energetic thing that uh, really gets us to the next level we're supposed to be at and uh, really transforms us. Uh, We may have to deal with other people trying to dominate us. Okay, this energy is is out there for everybody. Which end of it do you want to be on? Somebody trying to control you, 
you trying to control somebody, you um, uh, regaining control in your own life and situation. How do you want to, you know, control? And what do you want to control? Who do you want to control? Your best, our best bets are ourselves. <laughs> That's the safest bet. Um, uh, yeah, if we've been repressing strong urges to achieve our objectives, like I said, lingering and putting it into something or the fear of taking this action, then uh, the, because for those involved in it's more subconscious because it's a slower transiting planet, although Mars is involved too and that it is multiple energies we're talking about here, but there's the internal part of it, the hot energy will be expressed through aggressive actions of others or groups of people. You see, if you don't utilize the energy, it'll it'll use it, you'll see it show up somewhere else. Do you want to see aggressive actions expressed through others and through or through groups of people? Definitely don't want to be repressing your energy around on Sunday, okay? Let me just put it to you like that. Let me break it down a little bit simpler. As opposed to repressing your energy, do something. That's the kicker. You have to do something. You have to. Fear, the fear. The fear can be dealt with. It's not real anyway. But with Venus recently moving into Scorpio by this point, um, uh, is the moon still in Scorpio at that point? Let me see. Yep, the moon's still in Scorpio at this point. So Sunday when Mars squares Pluto, don't be scared to do something. Uh, Don't be scared that you're going to do something, you know, you'll click off or go too far or... because you've got these favorable aspects um, like the new moon, like the sun sextiling Mars. I'm going to um, tell you all about the sun shining Uranus. You've got these energies surrounding, cushioning, sandwiching this Mars square Pluto aspect that really softens it up a bit. So don't don't be scared. This is this is this is not a fearful energy, <laughs> it's probably, you're probably not going to end up feeling real scared. You you may feel it, but you probably won't feed into it or fall into it. You'll probably fight. I mean, I'm being real honest. You, you, you'll, but it may be more internal, and, and it may be this thing expressed for yourself. Let me keep going. Um, to avoid the, the, the victim potential of this whole energy, the best thing to do is to strive for success, but just be careful. It's really a motivating and powerfully motivating energy at that if you can see the benefit of of striving for something, of being successful at something, even if it's being successful, be it successful at taking action on something that you've been sitting on or being successful at putting an end to something that you've been sitting on, putting it into, okay? That's where your success is going to come from. Just be careful. Completely avoid under this influence ruthlessness, underhanded maneuvers or tactics, jealousy, uh, 
the potential is still there to be aggressive or overly assertive. Be assertive. Just don't be overly <laughs> assertive or make others feel threatened, okay? Um, definitely as it pertains to superiors or those in a position of authority, of authority okay? I know we're this new, young, bold, rebellious generation, you know, and we ain't born nobody and we'll us out of elder or somebody else real quick too. This is not the energy to do that under. Please respect your elders on Sunday at least and preferably throughout the majority of this week. It would benefit you to do so. Um, people with more power than you uh, are going to have the upper hand so it's just not the time to be starting fights and making enemies because you will lose energetically. Um, Celebrities that were actually born with this influence, believe it or not, your girl, your queen, the one and only Harpo, Oprah Winfrey, she was born under this influence. And what Kung Fu Bruce Lee, he was born under this influence. So, you know, these are markers, planetary markers, just like we all have in our personal um, charts, that this energy, you know, marks certain areas of their life, um, and so I just thought I'd add that little antidote in there. Now, I'm going to go ahead and break down, I'm going to take the divine time to break down just Mars, you got Mars, which is already poten- potentially very tricky and troublesome, <laughs> but then you have its higher octave, Pluto, and they are in a challenging aspect to each other. So you kind of think, you know, some people may have some, a time <laughs> maneuvering through this energy. So I'm going to break it down for four signs today specifically, which happens to be all the the four points, the, car, the cardinal signs, um, Aries, Libra, Cancer and Capricorn, okay? Because you got Aries where Uranus is, okay? And I'm I'm throwing Uranus. I know this was a Mars-Pluto square, but Uranus is in this thing because Uranus has been retrograding. Retrograding back to what? That same Pluto-Uranus square that we've been continuing with for years. So... Uranus is in Aries. That's why Aries is involved. Mars is in Libra. That's why Libra is involved. And then you got Cancer and Capricorn with these energies being squared also. So those four signs, listen up. Especially, especially uh, the second deacon of these particular signs or the very little fixed deacon of these signs. So Aries deacon too. Y'all were born between March 31st and April 9th. Y'all got Mars opposing y'all's beacon, okay, and Pluto squaring it. I'll tell y'all about that here in a second. For my Libras, y'all got Mars in y'all sign conjunct and Pluto squaring it. For my Cancers, y'all have Mars squaring your set. Oh, I didn't give the date. For Libra, Libras, those born between October 3rd and the 12th, 
or if you have your ascendant sign. Whenever I do these horoscopes, y'all, if you need to know your ascendant sign, get with me, and we can figure that out. It's, it's quite simple. So if your ascendant is within that second beacon, 10 degrees to 19 degrees, you need to listen up. Uh, because Mars is conjuncting that beacon and Pluto is squaring it. For Cancer, those born July 2nd to 12th, Mars is squaring your deacon. Pluto is opposing your deacon. And for Capricorn, um, uh, Cancer, though, yeah, July 2nd to 12th, and for Capricorn, born January 1st to 10th, Mars is squaring your deacon, and Pluto is conjuncting it, okay? It's it's, it's a volatile enough energy, although it can definitely be as, uh, used in some very positive ways considering all the energy around it. But it's, vol- it's potentially volatile enough that I did want to go ahead and bur- take the divine time to break this down for y'all. And then I'll just go ahead and skip after that. I'll skip sunshine here, and if I have time, I'll come back to it. That's occurring on uh, Thursday the 8th. And I'll skip that. Um, Mercury does enter Capricorn, y'all. I want to talk to y'all about to do the horoscopes on that for y'all. It's bad, but I definitely just will want to talk to y'all about the energy real quick. I'll do that. Uh, Mercury going into Capricorn is cool. They, you got the Mars-Uranus opposition. I'm not tripping on that because what I'm about to tell y'all now involves Mars and Uranus and Pluto. So, But that the Mars-Uranus opposition is exact on the 10th, which is Thursday, I believe. And, uh, yeah, and... Um, it's at 7.31 p.m. Central Standard Time, so that's pretty much covered. Venus trines Uranus on the 11th before the new moon. And so that beautiful energy, that relaxing, daydreaming, fantasizing, creative energy has its mark on the new moon and Sag. So, yeah, we'll be good. Let me go on and talk to my beautiful cardinal signs. Real quick, so y'all don't know what's up with all this energy. We can take some action and put an end to something that's need to be this week. Okay, so I am noting that this is Sunday afternoon, but like I said, be on the look all day Sunday. Aries Deacon 2, March 31st to April 9th. You're in a square Pluto. Um, these particular horoscopes, I believe, are coming from um, Astrology King. You're in a square Pluto for you has been the major source of change and disruption in your life over the recent years, okay? Its influence had begun to wane many months ago. But it becomes strong again this month because of Uranus retrograde. I just told y'all that it's moving back into that exact square with Pluto that it had moved away from. Uh, You could definitely see a return of the associated drama coming up here in this week ahead, my dear Aries Beacon 2, because a number of little minor transits are activating this major aspect, okay? Pluto is squaring your deacon and Uranus is in your deacon. Um, Mars square Pluto is going to mean power struggles for you, dear deacon to Aries, and confrontations because of your 
intense desire to gain control over others, okay? And then Mars opposite Uranus, that was Mars square Pluto, Mars opposite Uranus is likely to cause outbursts of anger directed at those who have upset you in the past. The anger and resentment may have been building for some time. Now you cannot resist the temptation to lash out and go on the attack. Keep that in mind, Aries. Um, Mars opposite your deacon during this time uh, in, in the week ahead is the major pain in the butt of the month, okay? Sorry to report it, Aries, deacon too, but I got to keep it real. Anger and frustration are likely as other people stand in your way or directly oppose your will. This is Mars being opposite you. So look, Aries Deacon 2, you look for this energy in other people. Mars is opposing your Deacon. So people could actually stand, try to stand in your way or directly oppose you. And it's a difficult time to fully achieve what you want, but you can win if your objectives are noble and not threatening to other people, you really can win. So otherwise, the opposition you receive will make compromise necessary. So keep these keywords in mind, and in in especially even at a week starts, um, Aries Deacon 2, because this energy is happening on Sunday. As the week starts, compromise on your brain and being... Non, as non-threatening as possible, okay? Libra Deacon 2, October 3rd to 12th, Mars is in your Deacon in the week ahead, okay? And it's going to give you a tremendous increase in ego drive, a strong urge to get what you want, regardless of what other people may think, okay? Libra Deacon 2, physical activity is especially favored, so competing hard to win in team or individual contests is ideal to express this fiery energy of Mars being in Libra, your particular deacon. Um, a good example of this dynamic is with physical love relationships. Sex is a great way, lucky Libra deacon, too, <laughs> to express this energy as your sex drive is heightened. This can be most rewarding for both of you so long as that aggression is channeled into passion, okay? Um, specifically between the dates of the 3rd and the 14th, which encompasses um, all of next week, uh, presents a test of character, okay? Libra Deacon 2 with Mars activating the Uranus-Pluto square. The strong transit uh, means that you have the courage to successfully manage any aggressive impulses from Mars square Pluto and Mars opposite Uranus. Lucky, again, <laughs> this combination means power struggles and confrontations. Um, you, it's the same kind of energy. So don't, re, uh, a liberty can choose. If the, if the urge arises to lash out and go on the attack, you know, you already know what it is. And you already know that you can be, you uh, with Mars actually conjunct, you, you have a different kind of opportunity to take advantage of the energy, okay? Um, it can cause, it can definitely cause outbursts of anger directed at those who have upset you in the past. So keep that in mind. These are potential triggers, Libra Deacon 2. So be cool, okay? Just be cool. <laughs> um, 
Just uh, well, no, that I will. I won't add any extra info in. I'll just keep it strictly Mars, Uranus, and Pluto. Um, Libra Deacon too. If y'all got anybody uh, born between October third and twelfth, if you're having any issues next week, call it to astrologer. Okay. Pluto is uh, last note for you guys. A Libra Deacon too. Pluto is squaring your Deacon this year brings extreme forces in the form of other people and circumstances, which mean you have to stand up and be counted, okay? Stability and security may be difficult to maintain with Uranus opposite your deacon until April 2016, both in the material world, within your own psyche, and with relationships. So any uh, erratic, maybe uh, nervous, um, energy that you see uh, reflected outside of you is going to be explained by Uranus opposing your deacon and opposing it until April of next year. So uh, the st- stability and security being difficult to maintain, you see what I'm saying? Uh, you, 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 I get contacted by people and they say, I don't, why is this and what's going on and this, that, and the third. When you know, <laughs> as a Libra deacon too, that you're an opposing your deacon now has been and will continue to be until April of next year, it, it's it's almost a relief. Oh, this is why my relate. I don't the stability, you know, and security in my relationships have been hard to pin down. Okay, so you're not crazy anymore all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, you're not thinking you're crazy. You're you're calmed, almost comforted and um it's it's like a confirmation for you when you're able to see the astrology behind what's actually taking place in your life from day to day. Moving on to Cancer Deacon Twos, those born July second to twelfth. You're going to feel this radical change uh, more than most because of Pluto opposite your deacon this year, okay? Cancer deacon two, Pluto is going to be intensifying your ego in all interactions. You also have Uranus square your deacon until April 2016, forcing unexpected change, forcing unexpected change upon you and increased stress levels, okay? Cancer deacon two, Mars squaring your deacon in the week ahead creates longer than that from November the 29th to December the 19th, but all of the week ahead, Cancer Deacon 2, Mars is squaring your deacon, and it's creating a buildup of energy inside and a strong desire to assert your willpower in an aggressive manner. Um, The energy does create tension and frustration, which can lead to outbursts or temper if you don't get your way. That just made me think of the sign for the symbol for cancer, which is crab. And, you know, like when you don't get your way being crabby, don't be crabby next week, y'all. Difficulty in all relationships, but especially in love relationships, can occur at this time if you force your desires onto other people. Don't try it. Cancer vegan, too, it's not going to work. Not with Mars and Pluto and Uranus all in the mix. Um, all next week, uh, there can be problems created with the first activation this month of the Uranus-Pluto square. So Mars square Pluto for you, Cancer 2s, is going to mean power struggles and confrontations. 
This is because of your intense desire. You want to gain control over other situations. Same kind of deal. Feel yourself. Uh, it's the repression thing is what it is, y'all. You can't repress the energy. You've got to do something. And when you're talking about Uranus and Pluto being, being involved with Mars, the thing that you do, it would be best if it was something original and inventive and creative, and flashes of insight are going to come, and it'll be transformative. You see what I'm saying? The potential is there for these types of things and to be successful with the energy and constructive versus destructive, okay? So I'm not I'm not giving you all a doom and gloom thing. I'm keeping it real about the energies, but you do what you choose to do with these energies. I'm just giving you a heads up of, on what to watch out for. So when you see some old bull stuff, <laughs> Next week, somebody being all aggressive, all in your face, and you just in, in the old throwaway mind, you just sitting there like, really? <laughs> did it really take all that? Did she have to jump in my face like that? I mean, I guess so. I guess she's working out some, you know, <laughs> Pluto square issues in her life. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm giving you all the, 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 what to look for so you can recognize it when you see it and already know, bam, okay, whatever energy is building up in me as a result of this particular situation or whatever is being brought up within me or within a situation with somebody, what, construct, what, what can I constructively do with the energy in this moment? Even if this energy is keeping your mouth shut, that takes energy. Trust me, I've tried it. A few times, <laughs> it takes energy to keep your mouth shut, especially when you want to let her rip, especially when you're a Sag and your Mercury's in Sag, <laughs> and you just want to let somebody know the truth, <laughs> hear the truth. <laughs> so uh, it's just a heads up, y'all. Don't be spurred. Ain't nothing to be spurred of. Uh, Capricorn Deacon 2, those born January the 1st through the 10th. Pluto in your deacon this year may bring about events which result in loss or separation, okay? But only if those things are standing in the way of you being your true, uh, of you being true to yourself. Whew, know a Capricorn, anybody? <laughs> Any? <laughs> Sorry, y'all, because I already know what's going on. Pluto's in Capricorn right now. So if you know any Capricorn, they're having a Pluto transit either to their sun, uh, if you happen to know they're a Capricorn ascendant, they're having a Pluto transit to their ascendant, which simply means, well, it ain't that simple because it's Pluto we're talking about here. That's what we uh, started the show talking about, Pluto's going eighth house, going deep, the depth, you know, psychological. So... Um, <laughs> It's not funny, but I know a few Capricorns, so I know it's true. <sighs> Having a Pluto transit means you're going through a transformation. And when Pluto is transiting your first house, that means your your whole identity is being transformed. That's first house right there. Uh, identity, uh, your appearance could possibly be transformed. That's the, the first house is the cusp of the, the ascendant is the cusp that begins the first house. And your ascendant is how you come across the people or how you're, you know, how people see you. You're their first impressions of you. 
So this is the area of faith, if you know any Capricorn, that is being, you know, look, Pluto coming along. If you know a Capricorn, Pluto is coming along right now to them and saying, guess what? (laughs) You've been a caterpillar long enough. (laughs) It's time to go on up in that cocoon. And come out of butterfly, you ain't never going to be a caterpillar no more. So go on and say bye-bye to that. So it's it's interesting to observe. I'm obviously not a sunny Capricorn, um, so I get to observe it from the outside. And it's just interesting. Obviously, you know, Pluto, it takes 85, 84 years, I believe. I hope I'm not mixing that up with Uranus. But I'm pretty sure it's Pluto that takes 84 years to make its cycle. So... Many of us will never see a Pluto retire. Uh, uh, yeah, Pluto transits to our first house. Some of us will never see it. Um, I've got a uh, <clears throat> Pluto transiting a house so far down the line in my chart. I, you know, who knows? But um, yeah, so Capricorn. Um, wow, the loss and the separation that Pluto in your deacon is bringing about, has been bringing about the events that are resulting in these losses and separations. Um, it's the loss and the separation that comes from being attached and associated with uh, things that are standing in the way of you being true to yourself, okay, dear Capricorns, especially my Capricorn deacon twos. Um, Uranus is squaring your deacon as well until April 2016. And that tests you with unexpected changes, which affect your routine and life in general. You see what I'm saying? It's good to kind of just know these things are going on and how long they're going to be going on. You, you, you don't. You're not as hopeless when you know, you know, this thing is. It, it's going to lose after it gets exact. It's going to lose strength, you know. Or after we reach a certain date, this energy is going to kind of taper off. And so uh, Mars squaring your deacon, Capricorn deacon twos, um, all next week is going to uh, create a, that build of, of energy inside of you as well. Do something with it. Capricorn, y'all know how to do, do, do stuff and get stuff done. Um, work it out. <laughs> work it out. Uh, difficulties in all relationships, but especially love relationships, can occur at this time for you guys if you force try to force your desires onto other people. This is not the time to be. This is not uh, Venus and Scorpios. Not really going to allow for a lot, a whole, a whole lot of stuff to just slide under the radar as it normally does. Uranus is involved. Get creative. Get inventive. Think of something <laughs> different to do than you normally do when these challenging situations arise so you can be more successful, okay? The, the energy is there to be successful. Take divine uh, advantage of it if you if, if you can at all. Um, yep, that's it for that, y'all. Uh, sunshine Uranus, I'll just say that, it, like I said, uh, it's another kind of softening influence like the sun sextiling the Mars that we start the week off with. When we get to Thursday and we're right up on that new moon, we get a, a blissful little sunshine year, and it's not little, <laughs> but um, flashes of insight. You know, maybe those flashes 
that we didn't quite get when Mar when Mars was squaring Pluto. So if you, if it comes to you later, <laughs> the good idea that you should have done when Mars was squaring Pluto, um, it's not it's still not too late. Okay, um, it, this particular energy of sunshine Uranus allows for any changes to be made more smoothly. Okay. Uh, our minds are being opened with this energy to allow for more possibilities. Um, the spark that's needed to initiate positive change is provided under this influence. Um, uh, it reduces, this influence is going to reduce uh, also the inhibitory uh, or the inhibiting effects perceived inhibiting effects of Saturn square Neptune, okay? And it's going to help us act in a manner that expresses our own unique identity. Uranus is the rebel and it's, you know, original. So the sun shining that is definitely going to um, shine a light on our uniqueness and the and unique things about others in our situation. We'll have a, a, a more of an appreciation for it. Our confidence will be boosted, um, and that what that's the self confidence aspect is going to help to allow us to express these more unique and quirky sides of us. Okay, um, it may take tapping into a more unique and quirky side of yourself to 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 maneuver uh, more fluidly through any uh, potentially negative situations that Mars where Pluto might have caused, okay? So keep your mind open um, to allow for more possibilities. You're going to feel like trying something new. You're probably going to feel like trying something new outside of your normal routine around this new mood. It's, it's just new energy. You see what I'm saying? I had mentioned Uranus earlier in the show because of this very thing this new moon in Sag this week that really is the highlight, the star of the week, is favorably supported by such energy such as this that really, you know, make it just a, a time to kind of max out. Like whatever you've been waiting on, want to do, going to do, plan to do, finna do, <laughs> this is a favorable time. I'm not going to say this is it. Like this is the last planetary influence that it's favorable to do something under, but I will tell you it's a really favorable week, okay? Um, uh, you're Under this influence, you're better able to understand studies of science or the occult like astrology. So, you know, that's, that's always positive. Uh, new adventures, new inventions, okay? Leaving your comfort zone. It's an excellent time to widen your social circle, uh, with some extraordinary people, some people you maybe would have judged at first sight, but other than this influence, you're like, huh? Might as well hear what what they got to say, and you end up having a really powerful, positive new experience. Okay, believe it or not, celebrity born with this influence was Muhammad Ali. He was born with sunshine Uranus. Okay. And um, it, it, I told you all about the confidence that it gives you, okay? It boosts your confidence levels. And uh, he had the confidence 
the ego and backed it up, you know, in the boxing ring. He refused to fight in the Vietnam War and was controversial, uh, but he stood firm in his belief. Um, and uh, the Uranus influence also changed boxing uh, through him. He developed new and unorthodox techniques which baffled his opponents. So, I mean, really good energy, you guys. Uh, I got a little less than 30 minutes. Let me see. I saw a hand up, and I just got to rip. Y'all, I just got into it, and I clicked out. I saw the hand up, and now when I went back, um, uh, y'all put it down. So hopefully that just means that I answered the question. That's always ideal because I'm going in order, and I'm really taking time now to break this stuff down to you guys. So I take that as a beautiful, powerful thing that the question got answered. Okay, y'all, um, Wednesday, Mercury goes into Capricorn, 8.34 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's going to be there until January the 2nd, okay, the moment Mercury enters Capricorn. Wednesday night, y'all, watch it. You're going to see an important facet being moved into place, okay, specific unexpected, and yet inexplicably destined communication. Mercury is the planet that rules communication. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn has very close associations, inextricably linked. I don't know why I've said that phrase like twice today. What's going on? Saturn has very tight association with all things karmic, Related. When you start feeling like you've been somewhere before, you know this ain't your first rodeo. These are karmic influences being played out, whether we recognize them or not. I'm telling you that um, uh, specific, unexpected, and yet inexplicably, inexplicably destined communication, karmic communication. Pretty much, I guess that's the best way to uh, uh, categorize it. Karmic communication is taking place Wednesday night and and in the season of Mercury and Capricorn uh, through January the 2nd. Uh, Good news and events will be unlocked to happen, okay? So be on the lookout. Real events that are going to unfold towards this even equally as karmic Mercury-Pluto conjunction that's coming up on the 19th of December, Okay. Pluto's already in Capricorn. We already discussed that and how Capricorns are having this Pluto transit. Well, Mercury is going to sit smack dab on top of it, so to speak, conjuncted on the 19th, okay? But as of the 9th next week, when Mercury enters Capricorn on Wednesday evening, that's when it's going to really start to get surprising and interesting, okay? Just when you think you know something, what's just some old karmic stuff to happen, you know? Okay, because karmic situations always need strong thoughts, words, and communications to make them manifest. So Mercury and Capricorn is needed to manifest. Capricorn is an earth sign, okay? Um 
So these the communications, the thoughts, and the words surrounding these things are needed um, in this particular time to manifest them in real life. And as of when Mercury goes into Capricorn, that's going to start. Those things are going to begin to manifest. Okay? Expect to hear some important news around this time. Mercury entering Capricorn for Aries is going to be going through your 10th house of career, public responsibility, the father, the parent, okay? For you, Aries, you can have a great focus on your goals, coming up with new plans to achieve them, and you focus more on where you want to be in life. You can pay attention to the details in your career, and you focus on what you need to focus on, nothing more. Get it, Aries. Stay focused. Taurus, uh, Mercury and Capricorn is going through your ninth house of higher learning and long-distance travel. So um, it's a fellow Earth sign for you, so that's a trine. It's an easy flow of energy. And you can come up with big ideas, dear Taurus, and look at situations with optimistic eyes. You want to look at the bright side of everything, and you find the silver lining in every storm cloud. You can find opportunities for yourself as a result of that outlook, and you take full advantage of every opportunity you have. Get it, Taurus. Gemini, which is Mercury ruled, okay? This is your, if you are Gemini rising, if you are Virgo rising, Mercury rules your entire chart out of everybody's, you know, just the, of the karmic association with it, everybody's really probably going to start to feel it um, impactfully. You know, when I say feel it, I just mean you, if you're looking for these energies to play out that you could probably easily perceive it um, here next Wednesday when it um, goes goes into Capricorn. But definitely for those who are Mercury-ruled, Mercury moving or ingressing into a new sign will be impactful. So Gemini's listen up. Eighth house is on up for inspection with Mercury here. And we're talking about that Pluto-Scorpio deep sharing eighth house, okay? So your ruler... Entering Capricorn can do, it it means you can do great research, okay, finding everything there is to find out about something, and you don't stop until you've gotten to the core. You want to solve every puzzle, and you're fascinated by things that seem mysterious or dark. Cancer, for you, Mercury, moving into Capricorn is touching on your seventh house of relation, one-on-one relationships, partnerships uh, of all kinds. And so this energy is very opposite of you, okay? And you're going to do your best thinking with a partner during this time. You're going to benefit from having someone there to bounce ideas off of their cancer, and you want to get the input of others on your decisions and projects. You need to have some balance and harmony in your life in order for your mind to work at its best. Harmony is going to be very inextricably linked, (laughs) to your mental processes, okay, Cancer. All right, Leo, for you, sixth house is up um, for Mercury going into Capricorn, and you can pay attention to the details. We're talking this Virgo energy here that we discussed earlier in the show, and um, you're going to have a great focus on your work. You want to get lots of little work projects done, and you can get organized, make lists, or streamline your routine to make the most of your time. You can have an important conversation about your work or with a coworker, 
and think more about your work plans. Um, Virgo, like I said, Mercury ruled. Very important information for you, dear Virgo, uh, because Mercury going into Capricorn, your ruling planet going into Capricorn is going to affect your natal fifth house, okay, of enjoyment and fun and romance and dating and games and children. So for you, going into another fellow Earth sign, trying, easy, full of energy, you can have a more creative mind, Virgo, wanting to come up with creative solutions to problems. You can have a harder time focusing on the details of your work and the mundane stuff. So try to make your work as fun as you can and give yourself enough time off or leisure time to focus on the things that you do find fun. Very important, very important. And then you wouldn't think of it at the onset. Like, it's important to have fun. Yes, even astrologically speaking, it's very important to factor in fun. Libra, for you, Mercury going into Capricorn is going to touch on your fourth house of home and family and your roots and um, your private life, okay? So, Libra, you can focus on old memories, thinking back on the past. The fourth house also rules the past especially the memories that had an emotional impact on you. Anything that has a strong emotional impact on you now, you can remember forever, and if it doesn't, you can feel it's not important. You can express your feelings more easily, but you can struggle with being logical, okay, because you're kind of going to be pretty emo, <laughs> uh, which is funny because Capricorn's a real kind of dry sign in my opinion, <laughs> Not really a sign I would describe as emo at all. Um, Their their emotions are satisfied by doing work, basically, or or, um, getting down to business and being serious, so being mature and responsible. Um, So, But it going through your fourth house is definitely introducing that emotional element. Okay, Libra? Scorpio, um, Mercury going into Capricorn is hitting up your third house, your mental energy surges. You can have lots of new ideas, conversations, express yourself more freely, share what's on your mind. You can have a lot on your mind, and you want to get it out. This is a great time if you're a writer, dear Scorpio. I know a Scorpio writer, so that's cool. Um Sagittarius, Mercury going into Capricorn for you is touching on your second house. Uh, Mental energy is going to slow down for you, Sag, okay, from the frantic pace it's been at. You've got Mercury going into this Saturnian kind of serious, you know, mature sign, and then you've got Sag, which is ruled by Jupiter and almost the antithesis of of Saturn because whereas Saturn is restriction and limitations, Jupiter is expansion and growth, okay, and advancement. So in with Mercury in Capricorn for Sag, it's going to feel like a slowdown mentally compared to the frantic pace it's been at. And you're going to want to take your time with your decisions. Um, the second uh, second house is uh, is like a fixed energy, and it's ruled by Taurus. You know, it's kind of slow, so that's like double slow. <laughs> so 
So it, take advantage of it by taking your time with your decisions and choices. You definitely are not going to feel like you, you want to be, you don't want to be pushed into anything during this time. And once you do decide, since it's fixed, that second house, nobody's going to be able to steer you in a different direction. You stick to your decisions no matter what. Capricorn, Mercury moving into your sign means that your mental energy surges and you want to start sharing your ideas, opinions, advice, and thoughts with everybody. And you have a hard time keeping anything in with all of the mental energy going on. And you can come up with new ideas, make new plans, and have more communications, okay? Aquarius, for you, it's touching on your 12th house, Mercury moving into Capricorn, the sign before yours or after yours, technically. And you can keep your thoughts and opinions to yourself. You don't want to share what's on your mind until you're more certain of yourself. And you can have an active imagination and you can have a harder time concentrating, especially with demands being made of you. Your mind works best now, dear Aquarius, when you're left alone and can let your imagination wonder. And finally, Pisces, um, for you, Mercury entering Capricorn means you can come up with innovative ideas. Your electric and inventive 11th house is being stimulated. And so um, you're going to really be open to original thinking and original thinkers and thinking outside of the box. You're going to want to open up your mind to different solutions and ideas, and you can come up with wild ideas yourself, but might work. So don't discount the wild ideas, dear Pisces. Um, You can think best with a group to bounce your ideas off of or a friend to help you see what you're missing and you think more about your future and the dreams you have. Okay? So, like I said, Mars up here in this I'll go ahead and skip that. Um, With Venus trining Neptune, and I skipped it because I went so in-depth with the cardinal signs on it. So that those are the major um, signs you need to watch out for. It. But like I say, if you're having any issues, I mean, really don't even hit me up. <laughs> ah, that sounded crazy to say. But if you're having issues with, Mar- you know, Martian things like violence and aggression and all this stuff next week, you know, Plutonian, um, keywords as well as Uranus ruled ones, you know, just just do something constructive. If you're tearing up Jack next week, don't call me. Just quit tearing up Jack and start building up Jack. <laughs> okay? Um, Venus, China, Neptune should really help. So uh, it's very beautiful energy going on the same day of the new moon, but early, early in the rising, 15 a.m. Central Standard Time, daydreaming, relaxing, fantasizing about your ideal lover, um, putting, you can put your hand to any creative project under this influence. Come on. Uh, it especially favors singing. La, 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 la. Okay, but anything creative can lead to something beautiful. Um, there's a heightened sense of compassion that you're going to um, have access to next, next week right before the full moon. It's so beautiful um, to be of service 
to others is another um, ener- uh, potential of this energy, just wanting to be of service to others. Um, it's a really good time to join a charity or some other organization to help the less fortunate and uh, like endangered animals or something if you feel compelled. Um, the desire to help out may even lead to political activism, although it wouldn't necessarily play out under this energy in, in the way of like protesting or anything. Uh, you just want to indulge your inclination to want to share through compassion and empathy, okay? Um, of course, our love lives will benefit from this energy of increased tenderness and compassion. And so um, it's not necessarily going to play out like CD sex, but it'll play out more like, you know, tender touching and, you know, cuddling kind of just lighter kisses instead of, like, tongue all down the back of your throat. Um, <clears throat> uh, connecting to a companion on the more spiritual level is going to find its home under this influence. It, it'll, it'll be found uh, here to be more important. So, like, tantric sex on this, this sexual... Uh, interaction on a more spiritual level is going to be enjoyed more so at this time. Um, gosh, I, I just got an image in my head of like, you know, somebody crying during sex. So I get, I think that's um, a really, because, you know, with Neptune, the, the, it, the, the, the boundaries come down. The boundaries come down that, uh, to love and to money with Venus trining and being involved. And so um, I could I could see that you know somebody being really touched in their heart <laughs> by the sexual and spiritual um, experience and connection that they're enjoying. Um, so some other ways practically to take advantage and make the most of Venus trining Neptune is just you know Neptune rules the movies. So watching movies and with Venus trining and being involved, I would say watch a, ro- a, ro- a romance. You know, if whoever watches romances anymore, just straight romance. People usually do like romantic comedies or, you know, really drama, <laughs> the darker side of the romance. Um, but this, the, under this energy, like a, a softer romance movie, you know, it's, uh, perfect conditions to watch that under. Um, perfect conditions to entertain visitors under visiting friends who are ne- not necessarily feeling their best. You're gonna, we're going to be feeling really overly compassionate and tender, um, and so uh, as opposed to maybe even just seeing the people we normally see. If you know somebody who's we're going to say sick and shut in <laughs> or down and out, you know it's a really good time to visit them. Beautifying your surroundings, or you know, maybe the uh, the surroundings of whoever you're visiting. Bring a plant with you; that'd be so beautiful. Bring a, a CD, you know, with you. Give it to them, or whatever, or just play while you're there. You know, like like it was mentioned before, the singing and the music aspects of it involved. That's just going to be real beautiful if you throw that in there at some point with this new moon energy. Um. Basically, anything that doesn't require a high degree of physical exertion is best. It's really a light, relaxing, daydreaming, fantasizing, creating something energy, you know, sexing, you know, the the more tender sexing energy. 
And then um, even better, yeah, something relaxing, beautiful, entertaining, or amusing, okay? New moon inside. I think we have just enough time to zoom through it, y'all. We got eight minutes left. I just want to thank y'all for stopping by today, be it uh, in the archives if you're playing it back. I really love that archive love y'all be showing. That's real cool just because, you know, this is that's why I'm slowing down and having just more fun with it on the level of not trying to necessarily rush through stuff and make sure I say everything, but just just flowing with you guys because I'm here for you. That's why I'm here. Um, I, I love sharing the knowledge and the, the information and expanding on that constantly. Okay, I'm, I stay learning. We just had a network conference call. Learn. A handful of new things then. You know, it's those constant learning and expansion going on around these um my astrology radio my astrology coach radio network parts, okay? It's all for the love of the people. Love it starts with ourselves, of course. I started mastering my destiny astrologically before I ever looked at anybody's charts. I was digging in mine and still digging in it to this day. Okay. Um New moon. I've talked about it so much already, not even talking about it, y'all, because all these other aspects are so uh, closely linked to it. But now just to be specific out of here, um, uh, it's definitely just positive, y'all. Um, it's, it's a sense of cleansing the whole world of negativity. You see what I'm saying? Uh, at least for a couple of weeks. <laughs> And people realizing that it's time to live in peace. And I say that because you've got this new moon in Sagittarius. It's so all about positivity and expansion and advancement and spirituality. And then two weeks down the line, when we come to the short-term culmination of it with the new, uh, the full moon in Cancer, then you've got the moon in its home, Okay. So it's it's like it's this prelude coming that we're coming up to, okay? It's two weeks of just setting us up to come home. Come home to cancer, come home to family, come home to our roots, come home to what makes us the most comfortable. Come home to uh, being comfortable uh with our private parts, our private life, the parts that nobody sees. Coming home to you know, our lineage and our heritage and our ancestral, uh, you know, line. So don't look at this new moon as an island unto itself. Don't isolate it. Connect it to the short-term interim of what happens in between the time of the new moon next week and the full moon two weeks later. Connect it to the full moon in Sagittarius six months from now for your longer-term goals, okay? It's time to do do something positive and to live in peace. It's time for positive relationships. It's time to realize the truth about all of our relationships, about the past, the present, and the future. It's time, most importantly, that we will learn about ourselves and why it is that we attract certain types of people and relationships into our lives then we will understand who is perfectly right for us and how to ensure that we have boundaries that don't allow unsuitable people in in the first place. Um, 
Yeah. Changes, definitely changes in relationships, new moon, in order to create that harmony, peace, and the destined stability in our lives, okay? So it's coming. Y'all don't just hold on a little while longer because I have a feeling this, the new moon in, inside is going to make that set things up real nicely for the coming season, okay? Um it, we're going to find it easier to react to the rapid change due to the influence of Mars and Uranus um, at the time of the new moon. Um, the Mars and Uranus influences are also going to reduce the risks involved with reacting spontaneously to the changing conditions. Um, self-conf- we're going to be given self-confidence and courage to put the fear and insecurities of Saturn square Neptune behind us, okay? Um, the Uranus-Pluto square on this new moon definitely represents some drastic change and upheaval in our lives uh, over, the recent, over the recent years that um, <clears throat> could have been considered out of control. Routines and structures changed abruptly forcing us to evolve rapidly, okay? And then combining the Saturn square Neptune energy, uh, we've now become more apprehensive and anxious about making the necessary changes to fit into the new dynamic, being basically afraid of what a very unpredictable future holds for us. And I just threw that in there because it is an influence, but like I said, all that's going to be softened, okay? Uh, Where we may have been afraid, to make changes or put things to an end before we will not be, okay? I don't have time to go through all of the horoscopes, but I did mark um, who needs to pay attention to what. So you can look into it yourself or or contact uh, me about it. But for Pisces, this new moon is squaring you guys, okay? So you could um, find um, confrontations, challenges, crises of confidence, uh, they're just testing you and your goals, okay, forcing you to justify identity and what you're doing. So don't take it personally, okay, Pisces. Aquarius, it's an easy energy for you. It's a sextile to the new moon. Sagittarius, of course, it's conjunction. It's amazing for Sagis, of course, and all of the trining fire signs, Leo and um, Aries. For Libra, it's a sextile just like along with Aquarius, so it should be a good time. Virgo, you got the challenge, um, also the square, okay? Leo, you good. Gemini, it's the opposition. Look for anything going on with other people. Just keep it harmonious, okay, and diplomatic and balance it all out. And y'all should be good. Got 10 seconds left just to tell y'all how much I love y'all and appreciate y'all and stay connected, okay, to the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on the Onto Astrology channel. Peace, y'all.